When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can, too, by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to this episode 118 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And the new birthday boys here, George. <laughs> Happy birthday yesterday. How's it going? How's it going, guys? <laughs> In this episode, we watch a new alternate history superhero series loaded with Gen X era pop culture references, play a new adventure game steeped in the tradition of Chinese martial arts, and check out some new tech that can bring your favorite mixtape back to life for the digital age. Before we get into that much, much more, though, it is time for some fourth listener email. We always said there's three of us, and so if anybody, <laughs> anybody else listens, they're the fourth listener. So that is you. And this time around, it is Bart who wrote in. Bart's subject line of his email said, Flying Cars Follow-Up. Oh, okay. That oh, was interesting. Is Bart an executive at a auto company or something? Does he have a flying I, car for us to try? I, If he did, I would already be in touch with Bart, and I would have one in the driveway. <laughs> so uh. it's not that unfortunately. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> So Bart wrote in and said, hello, guys. I'm a new listener to your podcast. So far, I love what I'm hearing. Thank you. Welcome, Bart. Uh, yes. yes. Glad to have you. I was listening to your latest podcast from February 3rd of the Gen X TV and movie Cars. Okay, good one. In that episode, you referenced George Jetson and his flying car. And why do we not have flying cars yet? <laughs> exactly. That is a yep. great question. Yep. Uh, well, I got some good news for you. Okay. In about 30 years or so, we should see those flying cars. <laughs> really? Because... According to Wikipedia, George Jetson will be born this year, 2022. No. Mind blown, right? Seriously. (laughs) So when he's about 30, love flying cars. And since, of course, we all know the Jetsons (laughs) is factual documentary from the future. That's true, it is. (laughs) (laughs) When he said in about 30 years, I'm like, how many times have I heard in about 30 years about flying cars? That's what they always say. Yeah. (laughs) Executives say that because they know they'll be dead by then, so they don't have to follow through (laughs) on the promise. (laughs) I'll make it a CEO for five years, so I don't have to deliver. (laughs) They do the same thing. It's like, oh, we'll be totally green in 30 years because yeah. he'll be retired and not have to answer <laughs> to that promise. Right? No one will care. Yeah. But he did. He gave us a link on Wikipedia. I'll throw it to you, Mo, if you want to jam right, cool. down the show notes. But yeah, he was born this year, 2022. So wow. that's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, that was a long way in the future when George Jetson was on the air. And now it's yeah. today. <laughs> that was today. <laughs> I wonder, when did the Jetsons start? Was that the 60s? I can't 69. remember. Late 60s. Yeah, 67, wow. 69, 69, something like that. Though, yeah. 60 yeah. years from the time that that show aired, yeah. I guess, or whatever. Now it's, we're to his birth year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just driving me nuts right now. Yeah. I, mm. That's bizarre. Yeah. Just another reminder of how damn old we are, but that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he finishes it off just saying, thanks, Bart. 
man, we appreciate you writing in Bart. And again, as George said, welcome to the show. So happy you're listening. Glad to have you. Hey, we love it every time the fourth listener takes an opportunity to write into the show. If you'd like to have your email feature here on the show, it is easy. Just drop us a line at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one. And most of them, like Bart's, eventually make the show. And, and speaking of, your birthday was just the other day, George. Mm-hmm. Do you know that your birthday is very close to Mario Day? Are you aware of Mario? I Day? was I, not aware of that. I, I know I, there's several celebrity and sports athletes that sh- I share a birthday with, but I had no idea it was mm. close to Mario's day. Mm-mm. I don't even know what Mario Day is, actually. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's got to be Mario the plumber, right? It is. Yeah, exactly. It is. So there's always like the, what is it? May the 4th. So Star right. Wars Day, May the 4th right. be with you. So they take the naming of like, you know, May 4, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. So March 10th is M-A-R-1-0. And it looks like uh, Mario. Oh, Jesus. So they've adopted that as uh, Mario Day for Nintendo. Okay. So you're going to see huge celebrations. And it's that's today. It's the day this podcast drops is Mario Day. So Huge celebrations? Well, celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, all, we all go, hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, there's going to be one place is those new Mario lands that are in Japan. There they are going to have oh. a field day on Mario oh Days, God, aren't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Whew. So in addition to celebrating Mario Day, we also have a great show for you coming up. Stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. I am ready to hear what we have all been checking out in the world of media. Of course, it could be books or comics or TV or movies or anything that we're checking out in that universe. Mo, let's start with you. What have you been checking out? So it's a new show. Uh, Netflix dropped in my mailbox, said something you may like, and it's called Guardians of Justice. Mm, It's a series. They did the same to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. So I know it's not just me then. It's a a TV series of alternate history superheroes set in the late 1980s. All the heroes in this are totally plagiarized from all other superheroes you ever know. They have a Superman analog and a Batman analog and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I said, okay, this seems could be interesting. And uh, I just totally didn't like it. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's one of those ones because the episodes are short. They're like, you know, half hour or so. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it. And at the beginning, I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. And they did like a combination of like live action with animation on top of the live action to all animation to sometimes claymation to. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it bounced all over the freaking place. In a third 
30 minute show? Sometimes in one episode, probably. But wow. They, and they just bounced around. And basically, it was just actually with all of that, it was boring to me. No. Which is like the worst insult you could give something. I saw you listed here and I went and downloaded it because it looked exciting. Oh, no. <laughs> to me, it was boring. And then the ultimate plot at the end, we find out what's going on, you know, the whole backstory, the mystery, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. My feelings was like, God, I've seen this so many times. It's like, so oh. absolutely nothing about it seemed original. Oh. So, I don't know. I'm sure that I think it maybe is one of these love or hate it kind of shows. Like some people see it and like love it or not love it, but I was definitely in the not love category. And let's move on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Swing and a miss, Netflix. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was. Yes, that's what I had. So, John, you got something that's hopefully good? I have something that's very good. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and, and nobody at Netflix had to pester me about it. I, <laughs> I saw some ads online. Uh, so, we are all Star Trek fans to a greater mm-hmm. or lesser degree. Uh, George and I, especially to the greater degree. Mo, you're a fan <laughs> of Star Trek as well. So, there is a documentary series just came out in the last month or so that I've really been digging into, almost finished it. It is called The Center Seat, mm-hmm. 55 Years of Star Trek. Oh, cool. Yep. It's over on the History Channel. Oh, so it's got to be legit, right? Uh, I see George nodding. Have mm-hmm. you, have you already <laughs> oh, into yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. No, I finished it. Yep. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did. This is actually created by the producers that did the toys that made us. Same kind of kind of fast paced okay. okay. editing, tons of talking heads. And what they kind of have done is, I think it's 10 episodes and they kind of go through the series and the era of like first they do the original series mm-hmm. and then they do an episode all about the motion pictures and the kind of an episode about the next generation the next episode, you know voyager and ds9 all those but it's not just like this was a tv show about these people in space they're digging into the writers and the producers and the political struggle going on between the networks and the creator gene roddenberry oh, okay. like the behind the scenes stuff yeah, it is. It's really well paced. And I nice. think I only have like 15 minutes left in the last episode, which is kind of like a highlight of all the different people who have been in the show, talking to the actors and guest stars and stuff. I, I really dug it. What have you thought of it, George? Um, I don't think I've enjoyed it as much as you know. <laughs> really? Not as much. <laughs> well, uh, you, you use some words that we often use when we talk about TV shows or movies. You talked about fast paced. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't find any of the yep. episodes fast paced. Matter of fact, they're 40 minute episodes until the last mm-hmm. one, which was an hour and 20 or something like that. It was a double episode, essentially. Right. Every single one of them at about the 30 minute mark, I was looking at how much time was left thinking, Jesus, how long have I been watching this thing? <laughs> so to me, it didn't feel fast paced. It did feel like it tread a lot of ground from other things that I've seen. It was a lot of similar same stories. Now, if you've never watched a documentary about the making of Star Trek or the history of it or anything, this is all going to be new to you and you're going to have a different viewpoint. But mm-hmm. as John said at the beginning, we are both big super fans of Trek. Mm-hmm. There were very few things revealed in this documentary series that I didn't already know from one source or another. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. There were a couple things here and there. They went finally a little bit more into the Kirstie Alley stuff from Star Trek II Wrath of Khan about why she didn't come back. Mm-hmm. They did episodes in a slightly different way, like you're saying, John. They didn't do all the classic Trek films. They spent an entire episode talking about Star Trek, the motion picture. Mm -hmm, Then they talked about the next three, which were Leonard Nimoy helmed. Well, Star Trek two was Nick Myers, but three and four were Leonard Nimoy. And they talked about them kind of in a group. And I started to feel when I was watching the motion picture episode, I was like, Jesus Christ, this same way I felt when I watched the motion picture, is this going to (laughs) end? (laughs) If it's something that I love and I want to binge watch it, you guys know I'm going to watch all the episodes at one drop. I couldn't do that with this. It took me about a week and a half to get through the 10 episodes. Um, Mm. 
So for me, that's not a good sign. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't well-produced. It wasn't professionally done. They did do a lot more interviews than some mm-hmm. of the other documentaries. With almost everybody, yeah. Especially in that last episode that you're talking about, John. But mm-hmm. since that one was a double episode, I felt doubly <laughs> like it was... It was <laughs> like, going to end one hour mark. He was like, how much yeah, I had to watch that final episode in three different settings. Well, I was actually happy that it wasn't just soundbite, soundbite, it's Star Trek, and that's the end. I liked that it was kind of a longer form and it went a little deeper. Like you, there was not a lot I learned I didn't already know. They went maybe like 10% deeper on things I mm-hmm. knew where I got a little more color on it. It's yeah. the first time I ever found out why Jennifer Lean left Voyager. I learned that a little more. Oh, you didn't know why <laughs> she left? I didn't know why. I didn't know that she was melting down and became non-communicative. And- oh, yeah. I thought we had talked about that back in the oh, day. No, that was it's- a huge subject. Yeah. I missed it entirely. But it, it was <laughs> quite interesting. So if you're a super fan, like me and George, maybe this will be retreading, like you said, of some ground. For me, it would have been a while since I'd seen anything put together this comprehensively and in one place like that. So I consider this like the de facto making of Star Trek documentary for me now because it covers the whole history, which is pretty cool up until the early discovery, which is kind of where it stops. So the one caveat I'll say is you can watch the first four episodes for free online on the History Channel. They've locked the last six episodes behind Uh, their History Plus Super Duper Mm, Don't You Love History and Hitler Channel paywall. (laughs) So but the good news is you get a one week free trial, which is more than enough time to watch the other six episodes in a week. Unless you're George, it takes several weeks. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, it wouldn't have been right. enough time Maybe for not. me. Not for you. Depending on the show. <laughs> yep. So it's a center seat, 55 years of Star Trek. I've dug it. You might also. So George, how about you? What have you been checking out in media? Yeah. Uh, I think we're, we're going to have some unhappy people on all three of our subjects here. I started no watching a new cartoon series that felt in its previews, very South Park-like, and it's called Fairview. It's on Comedy Central as well, just like South Park is. Mm -hmm. The art style, all the characters are cel-shaded, but they're all the little weeble-wobble designs. So they have no legs, they're just rounded bottoms. It's definitely politically and news topic of the day oriented, Mm -hmm. as you might expect if it's similar to South Park. You know, South Park always takes the big issues and they make light of it or make fun of it Mm -hmm. or try and point you in a different direction. Fairview seems to do the same thing. I have one problem with the series so far, and I've only watched one episode, and there's a reason. It's exhausting. They have so much dialogue crammed into 20 minutes. There are no pauses for breath. It's as though, John, you know how when you edit the podcast to get the podcast down to a certain mm-hmm. time frame for us, you remove some of the space in between with an automatic utility. The long natural pauses. Yeah. Yep, right. This one, it, it looks like they did that to the entire episode. Like, okay, it took us 45 minutes to record all this audio. We're going to keep all the audio and reduce that down to 23 minutes. So it's just, oh, man. Bah, 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 it's like somebody took a Kevin Smith dialogued written out scene and put a bunch of people who are on crack in charge of it. Okay. That's a good visual there. I got that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's oddly compelling. It's South Park like. So I think it will definitely get an audience. I think it's not exactly going to do gangbusters because there's already plenty of things in this space, right? There's South Park Mm -hmm. and there's other cartoons on other networks that are out there that kind of 
you know, we're adult cartoon. We're not kid cartoon. Mm. Right. right. So it's got a place. I just don't know how long it's going to last. You say it's like South Park ish or you, you thought it kind of would be. Is it based around real people or is it based around fictional people? You say it's political. Is it like a political satire or is it making fun of politics? What is, who is it about? I've watched the one episode. And like mm-hmm. I said, I got so exhausted. It's been hard to go back and watch another one since. <laughs> right. But they are fictional people. They're no based on real people type of scenario. Okay. So that's what I mean by South Park. Like the first episode is all about the mayor of the town and the people around her trying to navigate mask versus viruses versus all the oh, COVID like, type like of stuff. Hyper topical. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there's people who are caricatures of every viewpoint along that spectrum. Okay. Okay. So there's her that's ultra conservative. Let's lock everything down and nobody leaves their homes and blah, blah. And then there's a guy who's part of her group. That's like, I want to throw the biggest party ever. And everybody needs to sneeze in each other's faces. Fuck COVID. And (laughs) (laughs) it's just every spectrum in between. I I feel like I need to go rewatch episode one, maybe two or three times just to pick up on everything. Cause it's so fast. Wow. Damn So don't be looking at your phone while you're watching this. No, God, no, no. <laughs> so center seat went too slow for you. And this one went too fast for you. So. Yeah. Like I know, I know I just had a birthday and I'm getting older, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> I feel like I'm way out of loop on these media franchises now. Oh, and this is over on comedy central, I think, right? It is Fairview. comedy central. All right. Well, I think you're right. Those are some, not three awesome picks, but I, I'm no. going to nominate that at least the center seat is not bad. It's just a little slow paced, but the other two. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to check them both out anyway. I <laughs> yeah. got to. All right. Stick around. We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at genxgrownup.com. Taste the rainbow of fruit flavors. In Skittles. All your favorite fruit flavors. In Skittles. candy shells with fruit flavors in the middle. Strawberry, orange, lemon, lime in Skittles. Bite-sized candies. Taste the rainbow of fruit flavors. In Skittles. I'm on a roll, guys, because I have another tech toy to talk about, so... This has to be a record as far as consecutive episodes. But anyway, let's jump into this. That's how we have to start off the tech segment. It's almost like it's not a joke anymore. Mo's it's, on a three in a row roll. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is, this is now the new normal. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Who knew? We, we yeah. finally got to normal again. Thank Holy you. Holy cow. So <laughs> I'm going to kick this off. It's pretty cool because, uh, you know, I was just traveling and went on vacation, went to Africa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yep. one of the big things, and John, I know you've traveled quite a bit overseas in Georgia, you do too, is that the mm-hmm. whole power plug thing. Right, mm-hmm. right. Adapters, two twenty, one ten, the yeah. different 
outlet sizes and all that stuff. So for my birthday this year, my daughter got me, it's called a GearGo 230-watt power converter. So mm-hmm. think of like a little mini power strip mm-hmm. that has multiple, all the international plugs on it. It converts down, it converts from the 220 to 110 for you. So yep. you can plug in like three or four things. And and I think most of these have it now. It has USB charging ports built into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. So you don't okay. have to tie up a plug to turn it into a USB. Right. It just, oh, good. Yep. That's yep, it had two standard USB, one USB-C. Mm. It was great because actually I could plug one thing in the wall because also things we travel overseas, outlets are sometimes hard to find. Right. They're not like here. We have an outlet mm. every six feet. So I was able to plug this in and literally we could plug everything we need to charge into this one item and it worked. So the, when you talk about the international plugs, then I'm mm. guessing those plugs just plug into its plug that then you can plug it into whatever the outlet exactly. is. Exactly. Yep. Ah, mm. gotcha. Yep. You, know, you have that little stack of plugs that you know, for each right, country yeah. you go to. <laughs> you know what I'm talking it's about. like a little converter exactly. farm of different, like turn this into this <laughs> and this into that. Yeah. I, I have a couple of those that I've used for when I travel overseas. They're just, they're voltage steppers. And all yeah, they really yeah. are is you plug in the wall and it has one outlet. And then from that, I would plug in a power strip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And those, I mean, they're not super expensive. I want to say they cost 20 bucks or so, but this one sounds like more like comprehensive. What did it run? Uh, this one, because I had to look it up because it was a present, 40 bucks. So it was more money not, for sure. Not awful. Yeah. Not awful. But like I said, it also has surge protection built into it, which is pretty nice. That's also, nice. Where you're yeah. traveling, yeah. you know, electricity is not the most consistent. The nice thing was that, you know, I we plugged it in. It just, it, you know, like most things I like, it just worked. Mm-hmm. You know, my girlfriend, she had her, or some curling iron, whatever thing is. And she was concerned about like, <laughs> she says that she's actually blown circuits in hotels using it. Um, okay. So we plugged into this and we didn't have any issues. Now, I know whether it was the places we stayed, but hey, I'll give the uh, product some kudos here for that one. I was just looking it up on Amazon because my wife is getting ready to go to the Philippines and mm-hmm. I have all the stuff from when we went the last time, but she was like, oh, honey, can you please get me blah, 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 something? I'm like, well, we have mm-hmm. everything. We don't, but I'm looking at this and you talked about the curling iron. There's yeah. a graphic that they have on the <laughs> yeah. Amazon page and it has green check marked by several things. One of them is a curling iron, yeah. but then it has red X's by a hairdryer, a coffee maker and some kind of electric teapot i think wow so i'm like okay well there's definitely a, a limit some limitations there that yeah. they yeah those things draw a lot of amps too which is maybe right. part of the problem also not circular saws please right yeah no, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the addition of having the usb built right into it that was mm-hmm. just like that just like you said it saves you plugs right there yeah yep. well, i have one more tiny question i know those power inverters i usually carry a couple of them but they're heavy what about weight in your luggage though this is was actually heavy? really light well maybe they've improved then. Yeah, it, it's really light. It has a little carrying bag to put everything yep. into, so you keep everything right. together. Um, yeah, it was super light. Like it was in my carry-on bag, and I didn't even notice it was there. Oh, okay. Well, I think you answered the question I was about to ask. I heard you mention the word carrying bag because indicative with when we went before mm-hmm. having all these little parts and pieces. They, yeah. You know, you worry about stuff getting lost and things like that. Mm-hmm. But this, you said, is it a bag or a little like a foam molded case or what type of carrying device? Like a drawstring bag, a little tiny drawstring okay. bag comes in. So, you know, it keeps everything it's together. Zippy. Good. Keep the parts together. Yeah. It's very cool. That's so important for those kinds oh, of things is. when You're you right. have those little different pieces. Oh, yeah. Especially like I go to Australia. I don't have that plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now it's all together. Man, 40 bucks. If they ever let me travel again, I'm in. This sounds like a like a no brainer purchase because I need it. I'm buying one for my wife. So as soon as <laughs> right they now, puts a link in the show notes. <laughs> cool. I'm so, in. 
that's what I had. Thanks to my kids. Uh, how about you, George? What you got for us this week? Uh, so I have uh, just been looking around. I haven't bought a lot of stuff. I did get quite a bit of birthday money, which was very nice. <laughs> I got a couple of nice things. I got a new Numskull arcade cabinet. I got the uh, Dig Dug one. Nice. Which was a nice gift. I'm still looking to fill out that series. I like the Numskull cabinets maybe slightly more than the than the um, New Wave toy ones, just because mm-hmm. one sixth versus one quarter. One quarter scale is just, you know, it's bigger. They're impressive <laughs> to just see, aren't they? They, <laughs> they look are. so nice. It, it's like it's a little more than a toy, but a little less than an actual cab. It's They're pretty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, while I was searching around a long time ago, I set up these Google alerts, one for Numskull, one for New Wave Toys, all these things. Mm. So I get these emails. I got an email sometime this week and it was like Numskull Game Lockers have new licensing for football, soccer in you mm-hmm. know, our terms. And I was like, <laughs> oh, OK, let me take a look. Oh, they're going to be releasing soccer themed gaming lockers. And then I said, what the hell is a gaming locker? Yeah, that was my <laughs> Thank question. You. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Sit inside <laughs> something and lock yourself in. Yeah. Or what? It's a lock in at the arcade. They're great. I remember. <laughs> I, I think these things may have come out slightly too late in life for what they are, mm. but okay. I think they're really neat to look at. And I think they're kind of cool. So, They are a box that has a place on top to put your gaming headset. Mm -hmm. And then on the sides, they have little hooks that can hold up to four controllers, two on each side. And then the doors that open up from the middle can store your games in their cases. So like if you have Xbox games or PS4 or whatever, you know, in those little thin plastic DVD style cases, they can hold up to like 10 of them inside that. And then the the locker itself is themed towards something like it might be Xbox themed or PlayStation themed, or like I said, they're getting ready to do these locker ones. They had a Harry Potter one. (laughs) They have all these different themes out there as they're getting the license form. But like I said, because it seems to be that its main purpose is to store your games and your controllers. It might've mm. come out a little too late in life, like 10 years ago when digital downloads weren't as prevalent as they are now. Right. And you had to have your DVD or your CD with your console. This probably would have been an awesome thing to sit next right. to your TV and your console. Hmm. You know, I, as you were saying that I was making the same judgment like, well, yeah, digital media and downloads and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, do you have those physical media? But then I realized such a resurgence now of people wanting to go and buy older stuff to collect and have the physical media because they like the packaging, the instructions. Mm-hmm. So I can almost see this not being a big deal for modern Xbox and PlayStation owners, but a bigger deal for collectors that go, here's my locker of my coveted PlayStation 2 titles that I found <laughs> or something. Maybe they're good for that, it though. Could be. They could be. Uh, they're yeah. limited space. Like I said, it only holds about 10 of them. The other mm-hmm. part is they're not a display piece. In other words, you can't see your games inside the locker. Uh, Oh, maybe not so. Like if they were clear (laughs) doors, then yeah, I can get that. Uh, The other part too is they don't appear to have any power to them, so you can't charge your controllers that are sitting on the side. Storage, just all of this. It's just a holder and storage. And then there's the price. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. So retail. Can we guess? Can we guess? Sure. Go ahead. What do you What do you think, Mo? So it's it's a stand. It's all it is. A stand. So power. Plastic stand that can hold stuff, right? But it's licensed. You got to pay licensees. Twenty five bucks. I'm thinking like thirty five bucks. Okay. John's on the nose, $34.99. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. 
Wow. Good job. The price now, is right. Mo, there's a link here for you to use for Amazon because, you know, of course, if people who are listening to this podcast get something through Amazon through these links, we get a penny or a half sure. a penny or something like that. Yes. There is also a Just Geek listing, though, for these. Okay. And I want to point it out because right now Just Geek has several of them for half price. Oh, okay. So if people are interested in them, the Just Geek might be the better place to go get them. They're like $17.99 for three or four of the different designs. They also seem to have more of the designs on Just Geek than they do on Amazon. So it's something that I might want to get. I didn't get one for my birthday. I don't own one now, but I thought it would be interesting <laughs> to our listeners who are yep. a lot of gaming fans. So I thought it was interesting. John, I'm hoping you have something that at least maybe you actually own, which I do not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I definitely, I, I might own one of those at half price. We'll see. But uh, Yeah. So I do have something that I own and I've had it for a few months now, but I hadn't talked about it, but I recently used it again which uh, prodded me to kind of talk about how cool it is. So we all had cassettes when we were kids, before we went to CDs, before we went to digital. And I still have quite a few cassettes. Now, music is easy to get data off the cassette Mm -hmm. uh, because you just go and download the music again. But I had some things on cassette that are hard to find. Like I had old radio shows that I couldn't find anywhere else. I had like a Stephen King short story dramatization that I've never seen anywhere else. So I have all these cassettes and I have these mixtapes that I had made for girlfriends (laughs) that I thought would woo them and stuff, you know. So I found... I went, how am I going to get this? I have a record player to capture records and make them digital. But I found a cassette digitizer that I've been using with my PC. Oh, okay. And the cool thing is, it it, first of all, it just pretty much does what you expect. But it does a little more than that to kind of give you a little nostalgia. So the device itself looks and feels like a Walkman. It's just a little box. Very cool. Has a little flip open lid. Put your cassette in there. Clamp it down. And you can just use it as a Walkman, actually. You put a battery in it. And you has a headphone jack. And you can just listen to the cassette. So it already oh, okay. has utility, even if so you it's a player. Yeah, just okay. want to listen to it. It is, yeah. But if you take and connect it up to your computer via USB, put a boom, Windows makes a little noise, and it recognizes it as a new audio source. And you can go into any capture device. You can go to Audition or Audacity or whatever you use to capture sound. And you can digitize that entire cassette. Now, of course, it's real time. You're not gonna, right. It's not going to go any faster than real time. But I've used it to capture that Stephen King thing that mm-hmm. I told you about. I used it in a video recently on YouTube where I had some old Atari data cassettes that I wanted to get data off of so I could put the cassette in there and actually got cassette computer data that just goes screech, screech, screech. (laughs) It had enough fidelity that it was able to get the entire document off of that thing. And they only run about 35 bucks, which is not crazy. I mean, a Walkman probably costs you more than that, I think, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, especially on eBay. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. (laughs) So how's the quality? I mean, did it do a good job of capturing the sound? I mean, is it pretty much match the cassette level sound? It's serviceable. I suppose suppose if you were a real audiophile, you would go, oh, well, this head is subpar and it doesn't have the right crystal. And no, I don't know okay. what magic yeah, is inside of a cassette player. But I mean, cassettes are cassettes. And it has a little hiss to it. But the nice thing is you're bringing it into an editing software anyway. So you can go ahead and clean up that hiss and that kind of stuff. But uh, the, the speed is right. The audio is there. And once you get it into your system, you can clean it up, you know, if you okay. needed to. Uh, but I had no complaints. Again, it was clean enough that my computer could understand computer data. So it must have had some accuracy, right? So yeah. Oh, very yeah. cool. But yeah, I had mentioned it to a few people uh, outside of the podcast or this group. And they're like, oh, can I borrow it? Or where did you get it? Or that's really cool. <laughs> in that video, I had people say, where did I get that cool cassette thing? And I put a link in there. So uh, I wanted to mention it because if you have cassettes, you know, or you want to save old audio or 
or maybe you have spoken word stuff. I know I used to, when I was a kid, I would record, talk to my grandfather or listen to what my, you know, mm. I have a couple of tapes in the closet. That's the voice of my great grandmother that I'd recorded. Oh, and wow. now I can save that stuff and get it off of there and keep it for perpetuity. So yeah, very cool. Like everything, Mo, I'll throw you a link to jam yeah. down to the show notes there. If anyone's interested and for that price, saving old tapes, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Those tapes have a shelf life. So do it quick. Yeah. They're on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Surprise! All the fun and flavor of Cracker Jack brand cereal can be part of this balanced breakfast. A Cracker Jack morning. Let's smack it. Get you cracking to a Cracker Jack day. Off and rolling, making cracks. Surprise and shine with Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack cereal. Crispy, crackling puff. Loaded with caramel taste and surprise a prize in every box. A Cracker Jack morning. Get you cracking. Get you cracking to a Cracker Jack day. This is the main event of the podcast for the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! And now it's time to talk about these games that we all love to play. We've mentioned mm-hmm. gaming in one form or another in our previous segments, but now it's time to specifically talk about games. And this week, We have three outstanding choices. I'm sure that we all love the games that we're playing and we're going to be able to recommend them to all of our family and friends and get them to spend lots of money. But before we do, (laughs) that seems awfully loaded. I know, right? (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) I did want to give a little bit of news out to our listeners. So oftentimes we talk about new sales that are coming up or something like that. But as I mentioned in the last segment, I have these different Google alerts set up and one of them Mm. popped an alert because there was some word that I had that was mentioned in an article. And so it grabbed it and sent it over to me. Apparently there is a new uh, game that's coming out in May of this year called final vendetta. Okay. Hmm. Now, when I say that phrase, John, and you think about games, what would you picture in your mind as far as a video game? Hmm. I mean, the, the final part of it makes me think of Final Fight, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know what Vendetta is about. You, you have a vendetta against people, so maybe? Sure. Imagine if you had a Final Fight and a Double Dragon kind of oh. game. Ooh. So that's what this is. It's 1980s, 90s style, oh, really? but slightly upgraded for today's mm. modern graphics. Essentially a new Double Dragon Final Fight kind of a game. Huh. And I think it's going to be really good. I've watched the uh, trailer on YouTube for it, and it looked really interesting to me. Mo, I'll give you a link that you can okay. throw down the show notes so people can take a look at it. But coming up in May, I think this is one that might get at least one of the three of us to buy it and talk about it for a review. Sounds like something I'd be interested in. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> 
Well, since you're interested in that, John, how about mm-hmm. we talk about what you're interested in playing this week? Yeah, I've been playing quite a bit of Atari stuff lately. Do you remember I looked at, you know, Centipede and Black mm-hmm. Widow and all those? I mentioned on the Looking Forward last time around, the time before that, that a brand new title, their latest one, and actually the last one they've announced just dropped. It was called Breakout Recharged. And uh, you'll remember I said I was a bit concerned because all of the recharge titles, the thing they do to zhuzh it up is to add <laughs> power-ups, mm-hmm. which how does this not just turn into Arkanoid? Because right. that, that yeah. was Breakout with Power Up. So yep. Yep. who knew? And it's a pretty darn good game. They did some good stuff with it. I, I did a full video review, which I'll ask Mo to throw the link down in the show notes, of course. But the high notes are, first, the good news. It's not just Arkanoid. So <laughs> it does follow the breakout model. Yes, it's, it's a ball and a paddle, and that stuff is fine. The power-ups are very diverse. I think in Arkanoid, you had like a laser, or you had a multi-ball or something. Well, yeah, yeah those were in there, thing, but also... Kind of stuff, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. I get all kinds of different guns that I can get. I get a thing that slows down time when the ball is about to hit the paddle, so you have time to adjust and move. Uh, you can combine some of them, so you can like multi-ball with exploding ball. And it's a non-stop game. You remember Breakout was a, you know, finish bleeding all the bricks and you're going to get a new rack of bricks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, instead, this Breakout Recharge is a constant onslaught of bricks. You got to just keep beating them up because they keep adding new bricks down the top to keep it going and keep it fresh. And maybe one of the biggest takeaways that I was concerned about that they kind of messed up with Centipede is that they have analog controls. You can use your mouse, you can use a trackball, or I even hooked it up on my game machine. You can use a spinner to drive breakout. They they thought about that. Now, I did this on the PC. If you're on something else, you don't have a spinner, of course, a switch or whatever. Uh, I heard from people that have it on the Atari VCS, and they're using that spinning classic controller to also do it. So they thought about analog controls the way you should control breakout, which is awesome. I wonder if that's not why the Centipede one is free on Epic Games right now and none of the other (laughs) CDs. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they got your feedback and saw your video and said, you know what? Let's just give this one away for free to get people interested <laughs> in the group. And maybe they'll come play the other ones. Well, let me say in their defense, they did see my videos, by the way. I heard from Atari and Sneaky Box after I did my video. They added mouse control, which was bad. And then they patched it again. And mouse control is pretty good, actually, in Centipede. So they did improve upon that. But I'm sure they've been listening to me and lots of the people out there who say, you know, we like what you're doing, but don't screw it up. Don't break the actual way it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be played and make me do it with a keyboard or with a, a joystick. I want the actual mouse. And it has it. So I think I gave it like uh, three tokens or so out of five. I did enjoy it. Not the best one they've done so far, but enjoyable for sure. So I picked this up and played it because, you know, I figured up oh, Breakout, right? And it's actually yeah. a fairly inexpensive oh, yeah. game too. They're not like super expensive, these games. I think they're 10 bucks yeah, full like price. Nine, 10 yeah, 10 bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing it didn't have that made it not feel as Breakout-ish to me is the original yep. Breakout, you had like a solid like seven rows of bricks, right? And you had that yes. thing where you kind of could work it up one side and if you get it up to the top and you get that bit, you can't really do yeah, tear up there. Yeah, you can't really do that here. So it, it plays like a little different, and also it's almost like sensory overload sometimes. Yeah. So two things you're absolutely right, Mo. The first is that rarely do you get a ball up there and just go crazy on mm-hmm. the uh, above it because they're more spaced out and different layouts and stuff. Uh, and I even mentioned in my video review that it can get really busy with explosions and multi-ball yeah. and bricks falling and bullets falling. And yeah, it's uh, focus on the ball pretty much and don't worry <laughs> about it because it can get pretty crazy. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but check it out. Check out the review and you might be interested in it. Well, that's one thing we all know Mo is great at is focusing on the ball. Uh, mm. I-, <laughs> I left the S off. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not... Uh... 
anyway. <laughs> well, uh, Mo, aside from the ball, what game have you been focusing on this week? <laughs> it's a, um, a relatively new game. It's called Sifu, and it's one of these uh, hmm. martial arts combat fight em games. It's done like kind of with the, I guess, the third person perspective. You're looking over the shoulder of the person okay. when you're fighting him. And it's interesting. It's it's a very, it's a, it gives you a very kung fu movie feel to it because you know the story is that somebody kills your master in this case actually your father but kills him and you're now you were a little kid when it happened now you're an adult and you're Mm. trying to get revenge on the people who did you wrong okay simple enough they had a couple things on it that make this game like very interesting like you have different uh sets of missions like each time you go after a particular bad guy you have to get through certain rooms and levels and all that stuff and every time you die your character ages Mm. so rather than oh you have three lives into a coma and wakes up and he's older now or (laughs) no he just he just picks up but now you start off you're like 19 and then it's like, okay, you age, you know, now you're 20, now you're 21. And as you get older, huh. your characters, the way they fight changes a little bit. Like they're more accurate, but they're not as strong. I mean, it's it, a pretty weird little mechanic. But it's That's an interesting, interesting. mechanic. Yeah. Huh. I was just taking a look um, at the game's website. And John, the first thing that it makes me think of, a game that we used to play heavily back in the day is Virtua Fighter. It looks hmm. like a more modern stylistic art game of Virtua Fighter. You remember that Virtua Fighter? Was I do, that, sure. You know, the joints were where all the motion happened and it was that blocky cell shade Mm -hmm. vector graphic kind of a thing this has that feel to the art renderings that i'm looking at on their website but in a much more modern and cleaner look a a little bit like the clone wars art from star wars animation oh i see yeah and the the one thing i think john i think one thing you may like about this game is that the combat Uh is very um it's not quite as complicated as like a mortal combat but they Mm -hmm. do have combo moves and stuff that you have you have to learn to do certain things you know up down this this flip yeah things that aren't just push y five times in a row but yeah Um, um, you know, XXYX does this kind of thing, which, you know, for me, it was a little annoying at start because <laughs> I like, you know, I'm a <laughs> XXY, you know, let me bash buttons. And there's even a section that you're going through this kind of 3D-ish, but you get into this hallway scene and it becomes almost like a side scroller for a little while because you're just moving across the hallway and you're looking okay. straight out from the side, but you have like forward back a little bit, but that's it. And so you, it's almost like a little side scroller action. So it's a very cool game. I'm playing it. My character was like 80 something by the time I finished the first mission. So I restart. Because <laughs> how many times you died? <laughs> and the thing is, and the, I know I'm dying because I'm just not doing things correctly. Like, okay, if I fought this guy better, I would not die. You know, so it's not, I mm-hmm. realize I could, actually could play this better. But they spent a lot of time on atmosphere with this. So is this like a premium title, like 60 bucks or so? Do you remember what you had to pay for it? It's kind of like a sub premium. So it's like 40 bucks. Yeah, okay. And I, yeah. and I got it. It was actually 10% off. So I paid like 35 for it. I'm yeah. enjoying it. It's, it's a fun game. It's very replayable because as you're going through these things, you're, you're trying to discover clues and stuff. And then it tells you like, oh, you found this many and you realize you didn't find them all. So it kind of makes you want to go back and find them again. Yeah. Yeah. I like a beat em up like, you know, George's Final Vendetta he was talking about. But I have to yeah. wait till I goes on sale. 40 bucks for a beat em up. Yeah. It's, it's you know, feels like days, a lot. Yeah. Like, it's only yeah. a very few games that I play, I would pay full price for these days, mm-hmm. you know, like right off the bat. And that's this one, like I said, it was on sale. I, it was on my radar a little bit. So I was like, yeah, let me give it a shot. So I, I feel okay with it with the 35. But yeah, I'd say if you wait for it to sale, I think you'd be much happier. All right. Sifu. All Sifu. Right, cool. So that's what I had. So how about you, George? What do you got for us? Uh, well, I decided to go ahead and put a game on the list that in Discord, I was told I had to play because of its subject mm-hmm. matter. That's had right. To play it. <laughs> yep. Facts. <laughs> so John found this game called Garfield Cart. Garfield Kart? <laughs> and it Wait is Garfield <laughs> in the Mario Kart type of universe. Oh, jeez. Well, it was Garfield, George. You had to play a Garfield game. <sighs> 
you said that. I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with it. Okay. <laughs> so I did. In the Discord channel, I said, well, as soon as somebody buys this for me, it'll be on the list. Well, damn it, if you didn't go ahead and buy it and gift it to me. <laughs> it was just five bucks. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> See, and I didn't even know the price, how much it was. Um, You said it was five bucks? Five bucks. Yeah, yeah you overpaid. Uh, oh really? Oh, no. oh Lord! Oh no! Oh God! Okay, here we go. Yeah, it, so it's Garfield Kart, as you can imagine. It's Mario Kart, but with Garfield and the characters from the Garfield comic strips. I would say that it appears as though somebody got a hold of the code from the first Mario Kart and <laughs> were able to figure out about half of it. Oh, that's what it feels like. There's a little tutorial that you start off with and it tells you, you know, what to do with the controls and everything. I played this through Steam on my PC with my Xbox controller. I found right away that even during the tutorial, it would say you can press this button or something on your keyboard. No, you had to press the keyboard. Oh, so you couldn't play with your controller? In order to start, and then you could use your controller, and it was just back and forth. So it was a little frustrating. They didn't have that mapped out well, but like you said, it was $5, right? $5, yeah. yeah. You get through the tutorial, then you can play games. I will say that, None of the menu have words for any of the selection buttons. So no words. You have to kind of figure out that a triangle of pizza pointing to the right means play and one pointing to the left means go back in whatever menu you're in. Lasagna is, I think that was the <laughs> options because it was layers. And so that was supposed to represent the hamburger oh, options menu. The hamburger menu, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just a little wacky. I played, I don't know, maybe five or six races of it just to try and yeah. see if I could get a feel for it. Because who knows? $5, maybe it's a fun game. Yeah. yeah. Either the game's not fun or I suck or both. I don't know which one of those <laughs> oh, things no. has to be true or maybe they can both be true. But I think the best I did out of six races in the race was second in any of the games you drift through you get you pick up prizes instead of shooting koopa shells you're shooting pies instead of dropping oil slicks you're dropping springs it's all the same (laughs) mechanics (laughs) you know like in garfield springs like in garfield right (laughs) apparently there are other little things and i don't remember this for mario kart i didn't play it a lot but in this game, you can choose different items to start the race with boosters, or you can wear a different style hat that allows you to do different things during the race. Okay. Um, like I was wearing a chef's hat because it meant I would get this one type of item more often than others. And that seemed mm. to be an item that would make you go faster, which I thought would be the more important thing. Well, it's kind of an interesting think. twist. That's not Mario yeah. Kart necessarily. It's something. Yeah, it, yeah I guess. But it, it wasn't good enough to make you really want to keep playing. <laughs> I'll probably end up playing this on a lemon live stream just at some point because it'll be a game I really don't care about and so people can make fun when I eat the sour stuff and that'll be the thing that'll be more important but it, it kind of makes me feel bad that there's this Garfield property tied to this game out there because I love Garfield oh. I don't like this game oh does it have multiplayer like online multiplayer do you know or just local or according to Steam it has co-op I have yet to figure that part out I have yet to know if I'm playing against other people. Every character in it were characters from the universe. So there was Odie Mm -hmm. in there and there was Nermal was in there and John John, was in there. And, but 
I couldn't tell if they were other people or not. Um, I picked play <laughs> and single race mm-hmm. and then I was playing. It never mm-hmm. talked about whether or not I was playing online. It never gave me any hint as to how to do And that. there's no words, so you can't see where it says online or anything. Well, yeah, right? really. so, who knows? Yeah, like hmm. some of the menus did. Like when you got into a sub menu, some of those had words. But the initial menu, the very front screen, <laughs> no words. Why? Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> That makes they no ran sense. out of character space. That's all I can. Yeah. I'm kind of intrigued. Like I might go and get it myself now, just to see if we can play together. Like I don't care that it's bad. It's just you. It, you've described the badness so interestingly that it makes me want to see it for myself now. Hmm. <laughs> well, wait till George does his live stream, then you can decide after that. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Maybe I'll wait and see how it plays there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Garfield Cart. Garfield Cart. <laughs> yeah. Apparently it's $5 on Steam. It Go is. nuts, everybody. <laughs> You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. When the power of Aaron Blossom unfolds, she's ripe for a meeting with big black gold. Whoa. SSP, muscle machines, they're big, bad, and mean. Popping a wheelie high on her luck, and black gold turn with ease through the muck. So mighty, so awesome, a showdown is sure. Getting us back to the finish, who will endure? <laughs> SST Muscle Machines. They're big, bad, dirty, and mean. SST Muscle Machines sold separately. Batteries not included from play school. As we wind out the back end of the show, you know, we always like to take a moment here to talk about the things that we're currently looking at or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together to record this show. Uh, and I'll get going. There are a couple things that I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's kind of fell in the gap between shows, but we've all been watching Reacher, that cool series oh, on yeah, Amazon yeah. Prime. Mm-hmm. Good show. And I haven't finished it yet. I'm looking forward to finishing it because cool. I hear it's got a really good finale and a wrap up. I'm about three quarters of the way through. Good stuff there if you're not watching it. I just picked up a new series on Netflix. It's a documentary series called Worst Neighbor Ever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just finished that. Yeah. Did you finish it? So I watched the first couple and it's a well-produced documentary. They kind of hyper-dramatize things and it's not all murders. Some of them are like scam artists and things like that. It's really interesting. It's about worst neighbors ever. That's about worst neighbors ever. One of them is an old lady that was killing people that lived with her. One of them is about this guy who scammed people out of a bunch of money so he could uh, go and do ultra marathons. And it it was just nuts. I just thought the title was misleading because they weren't neighbors. They were roommates in most cases. Good point. Yeah. Well, so if like, you live next door to them, they were the worst neighbor ever. <laughs> yeah, but, but none of the, all of the episodes were about people who lived with these crazy ass people. And I was like, should have called it worst roommates or worst. Oh, you know whatever. what? I said it wrong. It is called worst roommate ever. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. So don't go looking for <laughs> worst neighbor ever. It is called worst roommate ever. 
So yeah, I haven't finished it yet. That's why I haven't memorized it. No, no. Yeah, right. You this are be a part two now. Yeah. Thank you, George, for pointing that out. Yeah. Don't go try to find that show. That doesn't exist. Worst roommate ever. <laughs> and anyway, the last thing that I'm looking forward to, really excited about this. There's a new film coming to Netflix just the day after this episode drops on March 11th called The Adam Project. Uh, the concept oh, is yeah. that a man, a time traveler, crash lands in 2022 and he meets his young 12-year-old self, and together they try to solve some intergalactic time travely problems. That's the Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right, Ryan Reynolds. But it's not just Ryan Reynolds. Often you see these vehicles, like, oh, we, we got Ryan Reynolds, let's do a movie, you know, that kind of thing. It's got Ryan Reynolds, Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. I mean, actual, Good like, cast. big. this could be, the, I don't know why this is not in the theaters. It looks great. It had a big budget because this was one of the Super Bowl commercials. Yep, yep. I mean, I think about the, there was the one, the Chris Pratt one they did with the time traveling that yeah. was like a mm-hmm. Chris Pratt vehicle like him and a bunch of other B actors but this one is like all A-listers and it looks well done like you said big budget so yeah really looking forward to the Adam cool. project that's what I have coming up but what about you what's on the horizon let's see Um, I saw that the new season of Killing Eve is back is that still on wow. yeah <laughs> yeah that, it's been a while since the last season so I just saw the new season just dropped so I'm kind of looking forward have to watching that have they killed her yet nope she's still alive <laughs> okay there's also a series on Amazon called The Boys Diabolical I don't know if you guys saw this or not but you know the boys mm-hmm. but the superheroes so it's based on the boys series that's already out yep it's a bunch of animated shorts in that world that kind of tell side stories okay like filling okay. out the universe cool yeah exactly that could be good and it looks good because like I mean they have like Aquafina wrote one of the episodes and I mean ah. it just looks pretty creative and each one looks like it's a different animation style and stuff like that so Christian Slater's like on, in one of them so I was like okay I'm gonna check that out hmm. you know it's a whole I think it was like eight or nine episodes so not too bad and I'm really looking forward to seeing that new movie that's been forever to get here is the batman right the next oh, yeah. batman movie finally my son has been asking me all week long when are we gonna go see batman when are we gonna go see batman can we go see batman i'm like every time you say you want to go see it i have other stuff already in the pipe i <laughs> yeah. can't yeah. yeah i'm sorry so i'm definitely gonna check it out i mean i've been staying away from reviews but the titles of reviews i can't avoid seem to be positive yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i went looking on amc to kind of like there was some early screenings yeah and it was Full theaters, like two empty seats. Wow. Mm. So this is really getting the butts in the seats. So okay. both well for theaters and for this film. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yep. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So how about you, George? What do you got? Uh, I got a couple of season two series that are coming up that I'm really interested in. Um, one of them has already started, Picard. Oh, yeah. Season yes. two is out. Uh, they've started doing the episodes. That's really nice. Another one that I really enjoy and my wife likes as well, so we watch it together, Mr. Mayor season oh. two oh, is on the way. Finally. Oh, it didn't get Middle canceled. Of the month. <laughs> Yay. So that'll be good. Um, but then the thing I'm most looking forward to is kind of a March Madness type of thing. So those of you out there who know March Madness is the NCAA tournament for college basketball, mm-hmm. 32, right. 64, however many teams they have now, 118. I don't know how many teams they have in the damn thing now. Uh, every year, it seems like they have more teams play in, have a playoff. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, why don't you just have a tournament that has every college basketball team in the country in a tournament and be done with it? Yeah. One team that's not going to be in the damn tournament is FSU. <laughs> they have gone on a losing streak like no oh, other no. during wow. the last month and a half or so. They've won a couple of games here toward the end of the regular season, but unless they win the ACC tournament, there's no way in hell they're going to the NCAA tournament. So instead, what I'm going to be watching, which is starting the very next week after this episode drops, is the BattleBots Tournament of Champions, 32 bots all against each other crammed into that ring. No, they're not all 32 in the arena. It's not like a, a free-for-all. Yeah. <laughs> They've done those leave. kind of fights before where they have multiple bots in the arena, but 
No, I'm I'm really looking forward to this year's tournament. There are a lot of rookie bots that are going to definitely make the round of 32 because they've had three and zero starts and they've knocked out big famous people. Lockjaw uh, in the last episode just got knocked out by a rookie bot, and Lockjaw is one of those guys that's been around for the whole 20 some odd year of battle bots. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to, if I can't watch FSU in the NCAA tournament, I'm looking forward to watching the bots go crazy in their <laughs> tournament. <laughs> is this part of the regular show? It is. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So what they do is they do like a whole bunch of episodes that are all the regular season. Each bot gets three fights of the regular season. Once all the bots have had their three fights, there's a committee that gets together, looks at the records, looks at the fights and decides which of the teams make the 32 tournament field. Oh. So not everybody gets in. So it's like they, they get drafted into this big tournament based on their performance almost. Kind exactly. Of. There's like 60 some odd bots that show up for battle bots, but only 32 of them make it into the tournament of champions. Okay. Oh, go. very cool. There's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Man, I yeah. can't believe Mr. Mayor finally after a month this time. I thought it was forever. gone. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Nice picks, George. Hey, before we get out of here, I want to send a quick thank you to a long, long time listener of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. You guys remember Rick. He's been a listener for a long time. Oh, He's yeah. written in. He mentioned that he took us with him when he was getting cancer treatments and it really helped him yep, get yep, through that. I remember. It's been a lot to him. Just in the last little bit, last week or two, Rick joined us over on Patreon as a financial oh, wow. supporter. Uh, Rick, thank you so much. He popped into that $3 level. He's nice. been going back and looking at all the extra bonus content that we have there. So thankful to have you there, Rick, and thankful for your long-term listenership and support of the show. It means a lot to us. Uh, we, we appreciate anybody who supports us, of course, whether it's on Patreon or YouTube. Thank you again so much, Rick, for joining joining us. Mm-hmm. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the Gen X a Grown Up podcast, but we'll be back in 2 weeks with a regular show, but next week is our backtrack episode. Where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Uh, we have done this once before. We pick a great Gen X era director. We're doing it again. We are picking John Landis. Mm director of many Gen X era classics, (laughs) one of which had its entire backtrack, the Blues Brothers, not long ago, but so many more of his great films that we're going to be, we have cherry-picked some key ones to talk about. We're going to walk through the history of Gen X era John Landis films. We hope you will join us for that one. It should be a lot of fun. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, man. And fourth listener, it's you, though we all appreciate most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Is it like a premium title, like 60 bucks, or is it a middle of the road title? Do you remember? Uh, right. Ooh, hold up a second. I forgot how much it is right now. No idea. On Steam. One second here. I think that's where I bought it. It's only money. Mo doesn't care. Oops. Money, 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 money. Money. I'm trying to remember. Oh, shoot. It's not. It's only an Epic. That's right. What? It's only on Epic. Well, how about I just click on your link? Oh, because that the just link? talks about the game. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't help you. Oh, yeah. uh, there it is. How about I click on the Epic link and see what it says? They're $40. Yep, 40 bucks. Okay. All right. Do we I ask still, again? Uh, yeah, I can. I'll, I'll, I'll lean into it again. Yep. Yeah. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. 
We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.